Hello all you gore fiends and horror hounds, this is Brett from Dimension Z, joined as I always am by Greg of the Dead. Hello, Greg. Dude, this movie, um, it's not, it is terrible, but it's not the worst kind of terrible at all. I kind of enjoy it, but man, did it overstay its welcome. There, it's fun for like a lot of parts, and then it gets boring, and you start looking at your phone, and then you're like, oh, it's funny again. And then it gets boring again, and then at the very end, it's like, oh, it's funny again. Well, dude, the whole movie really pads out the scenes, but for a while, it's kind of amusing when they're doing it. Like, I'm like, oh, look how long they're stretching this thing. Yeah. Uh, but by the end of the movie, like, the final kills, like, take so long to get. It's like 20 minutes. Well, where, like, the person is crawling away, and you know what's going to happen. And Greg looks over at me, and I'm like, they're just stretching that runtime, man. That's all they're doing. Yeah, and honestly, we're going to have to stretch this episode runtime if we're going to get it over 10 minutes. Oh, this is going to be like a 20-minute episode. Yeah, I don't think... Oh, by the way, in person. Hello. Hey! I made Greg watch this in person. Yeah, we were between two, and I even won the coin toss, and Brett was noting <laughs> corner. I'm like, you know what? Whatever. You, you go ahead and pick it. I don't really... Because I was between this and the other one, I was thinking, I'm like, you know what? It's either way for me. And... I wouldn't say I regret it, but I don't regret it. It was a fun movie, but man, like I said, it just started wearing on me by the end of it. Well, I knew when you were like, you kind of wavered a little bit, and I was just like, I'm going to watch Killer Nerd today again. Yes. Um, we have an Edward Trifecta, Greg. Oh, shocker. Uh, written, directed, and produced by Mark Steven Bosco. You mean he didn't have other people throwing money at this thing? No, he was like super into this. So this whole thing is shot on VHS. Yeah, which we both bought the Blu-ray at a con, like, several months ago. And we bought it being like, one day we are going to cover Killer Nerd for sure. We bought it on Blu-ray, not needed. Because you cannot, if it was shot on VHS, you cannot scrub that away no matter what. Yeah, I want to know why they even bothered putting it on Blu-ray. Like, honestly, all it does is make it harder to watch if you don't have a Blu-ray player at that point. Why isn't it just on DVD? Because it's fun to have the nice, pretty box set. Look how pretty the box set is, Greg. Is we nice. have it signed. Yeah, Both came, of us do. They came signed. We do not seek these out. One day we will meet the killer nerd. I will stand in a John Carpenter-sized line and pay those prices to meet this man. Is he still alive? I think. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, so Killer Nerd from 1991. It's a movie. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I also want to point out, if you guys are watching this for the first time, or just being like, oh, Throbbing with Horrors covering an episode. Let's watch this movie. This is how this man actually is. You, I didn't believe you, and then I saw some videos online, and I still can't say I'm entirely convinced. I think it might be a shtick, because this is the only thing he has. So, like, yeah, he's got a stick on this. I feel like he may play it up a bit. But he has to be this person somewhat. Because that doesn't come out of nowhere. Brett from Dimension Z isn't just a made-up character. It's basically me with a fun name. Um, I was trying so hard to find the Howard Stern clip of this guy that Greg cared nothing about. <laughs> um, where he was going to be the next whack packer beside the second Bigfoot. And it's just basically just highlighting him, just being like, yes, this is how I am. And But I love that Howard Stern, like, his final judgment was like, you've already had two movies. 
you're too famous already. Yeah. <laughs> and we all know Stuttering John was the best whack packer of all time. Whack packer? Yes. And writer and producer. No, he was not a writer. He was the phone jockey. <laughs> um, Alright, so let's just get this over with. Let's just tear this band-aid off. Let's record this fucker. Alright, it starts with a title card, and then we get this girl stripping and dancing. With the weirdest filter ever on it. What is going on here? It is, it's like double vision. Yeah, I thought, like, man, this VHS transfer is really terrible. But it's not that. It's like a effect on it. It's like, holy shit, I've only been over at Greg's for, like, half an hour at this point. There's no way I'm already seeing double. No. Like, <laughs> and it's a dream, and it's morning. Harold wakes up fully clothed, by the way. Just sleeps. Like, prepares for the next day, the night before, I guess. Yeah, he's also wearing, like, they're, like, red matching pajamas. Like, tops and bottoms. He's a, he's a nerd. Of course he has that. His mother washes them every day for, for him. And his Garfield phone rings with his oh, mom on the phone. I love he, you pick up the Garfield phone, the eyes open. Yes. Uh, do you remember, like, there's a news story, like, a long time ago. Like, some kind of, like, freighter ship lost some of its cargo. And it was all these Garfield phones. And they keep washing up on shore of this island still to this day. Yeah. Like, you walk out in the morning, there's Garfield phones all over the beaches. I remember them saying that they found the container underwater where it is. It's, like, stuck in a crevice underwater. They finally found where it was after decades and of Garfield phones. It's just, like, the current keeps pulling more and more out every day. Yeah. But, um... His mom's telling him, did you ask her out yet? Yeah, we don't see her voice. It's just him. But you can gather what's going on. Oh, exactly. But that's what it is. It's just him on the phone answering the questions. But you don't hear what's being said to him. So you're just getting one side of a conversation. Yeah. And he's supposed to accentuate the positives about himself. And that's his main goal. And so next, watch some cartoons while having a cereal. <laughs> In front of a CRT TV. Yes. And then it's off to work. He goes to the bus stop. He's just waiting for the bus, minding his own business. And these two biker bullies just show up and start abusing him, pretty much. First, they're like, oh, look at this man. He's prepared if it rains. Why do you have an umbrella? Why is this something to pick on him about? He's prepared. There's so many more things you could point out about this man before you point out the umbrella. Yeah, the one practical thing he has. But yeah, it's like bus stop punks. They just hang around to make fun of people. And they'd knock his books down, you know, kick him on the way out. Typical oh, movie bullies. So generic of bullies. Of like, ha ha, you nerd. <laughs> he gets to work and we get a lot of scenes of him at work, but we only ever see three members of this office. We are told of this bald-headed boss, but we never see him. No. And there's... Girl he sets beside, which I feel so bad for. Like, going to work for eight hours a day sucks bad enough. Now imagine the person sitting right beside you is this guy, and he's going to talk about how him and mother did laundry all night. Yeah, this girl's name is Sally, and he's just staring at her. What is oh, it? Where he has his chair turned where he's just staring at her like he's not facing the desk. <laughs> yeah. She's like, well, let's talk. It's a while before, it's a few minutes before we had to start working. And she's like, what did she say? Let's shoot the bull for a while. And goes, shoot the bull? You know, that's bullshit. Just talk. 
engaging oh, conversation. You said a naughty word. Mother wouldn't like that. And then the bully co-worker shows up after he talks about his comic book convention he went to. <laughs> what did you just get back from? A comic book convention? <laughs> yeah, the bully co-worker was just mean to him, then hits on Sally, and she's like, Stop it, we have, like... I'm not interested right now. He goes, you know, I don't like to date people for work. He goes, I have to turn you in for sexual harassment. He's like, well, what if I just said you raped me? <laughs> yeah. And they, oh, haha. I'm like, what the fuck is this movie we're watching? <laughs> oh, early 90s movies. And he goes, hang on, let me scratch my dick. And scratches his ankle oh. underneath his face. Like, oh! Such a classic joke. <laughs> um... Sally, I want to talk about for a second. Oh, the adult that has braces? Is she an adult? Yeah, she's working in an yeah, office. In the movie, yes. In real life, oh, is she an adult? I mean, I think so, I would say. She looks like she's 14. But but it's that, like, nerdy, like, unkept, early I 90s I think this type. is a teenager. I don't think so. Who couldn't even do good at lying to get the role because she still had braces. <laughs> so this isn't like, um... Uh, Tiffany Shepis, where she lied to get into Tromeo and Juliet. Yeah, I think that's what happened here, but she wasn't even a good liar about yeah. it. But anyway, um, after Bully Man, I think his name's Jeff, leaves, she's like, what are we gonna do with him to Harold? And he goes, discombobulate him. And she's like, maybe you shouldn't say things like this, but gives him a nice pep talk about like, hey, you're a good guy, everything like this. I like, kind of, he goes, you just need to go for whatever you want. And so that's his cue. He asks her, me and mother are attending a church picnic this weekend. Would you like to join us? She goes, church, that would probably be on Sunday, right? Oh, uh, no, actually, it's on Saturday, so you can still come, right? Oh, did I say I wasn't available on Sunday? I meant Saturday. We've all done this. Yeah, pro tip, never give the day that you're unavailable oh. before you find out the day the event is happening. Be so unspecific about what you're doing and what time you're doing it at. Yeah. Just say, oh, I'm busy at that time. You have no idea even if it's a week from now or two weeks from now. Uh, next few weeks are looking a little rough. I'm pretty booked up. I'll let you know. Every second, other than work and sleep, I am so busy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So, she, yeah, she declines, makes up this lie about leaving town. And next we get these scenes a couple times through the movie where it's just him in, like, a white screen. And this one's him being, like, tied up, like, woe is me. I will never know the love of a woman and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> There's these weird, like, a little asides like that of just, like, where we're at in the movie, it seems. Yeah. At night he's watching TV, the Saturday night late movie. Just reminds me, like, at this point, I kind of relate to Killer Nerd. Because he's like, I'm watching Marshmallow Man from Outer Space. It's one of my favorite movies. It's like, I forget what the movie he said was. The Kaido or something. But it reminds me, it's like, well, it's Saturday night. Like, I can't go out and do anything. Svengoolie's on. He's showing the un uninvited. It's a ghost movie from the 50s. <laughs> And then this infomercial comes on. If I was actually watching TV and an infomercial this long came on, I would be angry. Well, yeah, this is like when the sad dog commercial comes on that's way too long. Well, but to the point of you have to change the channel. 
Yes, that. but it's it's guy in like what would have guy? Been... Excuse you, this is slick dick school of cool. I show this man his proper respect; he's earned. I love that his name is Slick Dick. Yes, um, but he's in what is cool for the seventies. Of he's in like a three piece seventies suit with like the giant like pointy like collar. The and weird framed sunglasses are different colors on each side and everything. They're like, hey, you want to be cool? All you got to do is buy my three-part cassette tape. And it's like, I'm guessing each part is like five minutes long. Because we have the whole montage of listening to the whole thing. Oh, yeah. It, where even in the infomercial, they take the generic nerd and shove him in like the cool outfit where he still looks schlubby and like weird. And chicks are just all over him. But this works, because the next day, Harold sends out for the tapes. Which we talked about of, before you could, like, track things online and stuff, you would just buy something and hope it eventually shows up. The very next day you start waiting for it, it could be six months from now. And you're still like, I hope that VHS tape I bought off TV shows up. Yeah, you ordered through a catalog. What the fuck is a tracking number? You don't get one? No. But he sends out for the tapes. Then he has dinner with his mom. And they're talking about the dead stepdad. who She's been so lonely since he died and everything. Look, I found this picture of him. Which will come back later. <laughs> Dude, why is there a crutch leaning against the table? At first, I thought she's old and needs, like, or has an injury. Right. We see her walking all around. We've seen Harold walking around. Who was this crutch for? I do not know why there's a crutch in the scene. Because, like you said, we see her stand up in the scene to walk over and get soup or whatever. And she's not even, like, slow old walk. No, no, normal. She's fine. But later, he crosses the street to get the mail. And way too tight of a windbreaker and tight khaki pants with his giant oh, ass. This is where Greg and I discovered, oh, he's got a dumper on him. Of, like, later... <laughs> donk, donk. <laughs> he starts twerking. They start clapping. I think it's just like they put these super tight pants the whole movie. I'm like, yeah, maybe dress the man a little more flattering. We're here in a little bit. He's wearing a jacket with the coattails on it. And the coattails spread over his ginormous ass. He checks the mail. Of course, it's not there yet. Um, he's at work, insulted by the bully again for 10 seconds, and then just checking the mail again. And like you said, a lot of these scenes are hilarious because you they don't cut it right where it cuts oh. when the action is already going on. It's action. You see the actors stand there and then start taking their cues and working. Hey, Greg, tell me when to start talking. Okay. Okay, so yeah, you're right. They There's that fucking tiny split second where... You, so many times, though. Action! Now they walk. I love it so much. Every single time they do it. I love it whenever I see this in a movie. Because it's like, oh, bad movie. Yes. <laughs> but checks for tapes again, still none. Um, then that night he gets the cool guy vision. Where he's like all leathered out. He has a leather hat on. <laughs> he shakes his butt at the camera. He's pointing. He's just, it's the worst. I love the pointing. He looks like the lead singer of Judas Priest. Yeah, he does look like 80s Rob Halford, doesn't he? Yeah, where it's like, it's cool just to wear all leather. Yeah, I was completely western. <laughs> um, crosses the street again. No more tapes. 
Um, then he like, has, oh my god, great. How many times have you said he crosses the street I think to check? This is happening. It's not like Greg's just like, oh, just put in, putting this in there. We're seeing this happen in real time. They are stretching this runtime. Oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Next vision he has of groping some boobs and everything and talking about, was it good for you too? And then you find out, even in his vision, it's a blow-up doll? Yeah, where he's like, he's like tonguing the mouth of this blow-up doll. We're like, I'm, we're howling in the living room. Anna comes in. What are you guys laughing at? Just look at the blow up doll. <laughs> Dude, then next day, I'm happy to report his package finally arrives. Oh, yippee. Happy day. I can finally be a cool person after listening to these cassettes. And he's practicing the tapes. And this, oh. this is probably the funniest part in the movie, to be honest. Where he's, they're like, furrow your brow. Uh, pout your lips, stick out your tongue. It just looks like he's throwing up. It's just like, uh, 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 and tight close-ups on this man's face, covered in acne. Oh, dude, and then, like, there's tips on how to stand cool. Yeah. And, like, how to, like, let a girl know she's like, here, have your hands in your pockets. Now rub them up, circle your chest. They circle the wrong way, and now point. Now point. This is where I, I was like, is this a Tim and Eric sketch? It's very Tim and Eric. It's so much. Also, a time where, like, a lot of times I'm watching the movie and something like this will happen, and I'll play out what's happening in the scene because I think it's funny. And at this point, I'm doing it in front of Greg to make Greg laugh. And then Anna walks in the room and is like, is Brett having a fit? Because yeah. I'm just circling my hands in front of my chest. She's like, Brett's is he like, okay? No, he's just doing what the movie says. Uh, he goes to this tanning salon because he's getting a full-on makeover, Brett. Oh, I love, too, where they're like, wow, your hair is like, usually everyone's hair is super dried out. Yours is like super moist. And he's like, yes, I only wash it at the most once a week. So... It's just super greasy hair. Yes. Um, he gets a haircut. He gets tan. He gets, you know, the whole works. And the haircut they give him is the ugliest haircut I've ever seen anyone have. Or what would you call this? Whoa, man, I slipped, uh, slipped it back on the sides. And then at the very front, I stuck it up. It's like if Doyle, like, stuck his hand in a light socket and is like, uh, devil lock went straight up. Yeah, if you ever electrocuted the misfits, that's what he has. Yes. But after that, he's just walking down to the florist. I I need to mention that because he has this new string of confidence about him when he's walking down the street and everything. And this is where I looked at you and said, all of these cars and stuff and all these scenes we've seen, the crossing to get the mail, everything, these aren't actors or people on a set. These are real-life people, because they don't have filming permits or anything, they're just filming in the real it's world. Just, it's just people on their way to their jobs, to the grocery store. It reminds me of Clerks in that way, of it's just like guerrilla filmmaking, of let's just go on the street, where that's what this scene calls for. We can't shut down a street. We're not going to let the city know what we're doing. They require permits. But yeah, it's just like a few times you get people like staring at the camera for half a second. Dude. The next is the florist scene. And the florist scene, he goes in here. Like, remember, he's a cool guy now. And the florist is listening to headphones reading a book. And he's just waiting. He's waiting. He taps her on the shoulder. Here's what blows my mind. When you have headphones on, you can still feel your shoulder being tapped. Yeah. She doesn't. No. 
And then she turns to him and is like, oh, hi, Johnny. I didn't know it was you. You're my favorite customer. Oh, yes. A dozen red roses, please. Oh, hi, doggy. That's the Which, greatest scene in cinema history, oh isn't my, it? Why are these horrible movies? They love flower shops. They do. I guess it's all just because flower shops, they call, they like... They're cliche. They, That's what it is. And the, the, these horrible movies love cliches. Well, they price their flowers so high. They're like, no matter what, we don't care. Shoot a movie in here. Sure. Buy a dozen roses for $50. <laughs> A like dozen that. red roses, please. The florist, like, threatens to go, like, what do you think you want? I'm going to call the cops on you. This is not a way to run a business, Brett. Imagine I go, like, to McDonald's to get a Big Mac, and I walk in. I'm, one, I never walk into McDonald's. drive through all the way. But anyway, let's say I walk in here, and they turn around, like, what are you doing? Get the hell out of here for no reason. Like, I was about to call the cops. It's like, I'm a patron in your establishment. For always, it's like, I just wanted to buy some flowers. It's like, oh, I'm sorry. What did you think the man walked into the florist for? Oh, I thought you were looking for hot sex. I was going to kick you out. Oh, you just want flowers? Good for you. That's what our store does. Yes, I know. That's why I came in here. And she does scam him. He's paying the children. Oh, oh I forgot you got the more expensive ones. Well, when she sees how much money he has. Because he pulls out like a pocket full of money. Yes. It's like hundreds. It's like, oh, did I say $7? I meant $15. Seems reasonable. Now, that seems very reasonable. Here you go. That night, he sees the bully leaving Sally's house because he was taking the flowers over. And he hides behind the tree when the door opens. And she's making him leave to go get some pizza. And he drops the flowers and walks away very sad, Brett. But he's walking home defeated. And he goes into this club. And he walks in like, I would like a drink. Like, well, what kind of drink? Well, Something not too strong, but fruity. So, um, what about a fuzzy navel? What's a fuzzy navel? It's like a screwdriver, but fruitier. Sure, we'll try that. Dude, he had to pay a cover to get in here. It's three bucks. Yeah. Not a bad Oh my god. But what is the cover for in this bar? I would be so... Because there's not a band. There's just horrible techno music going on. Not even like a DJ thing. No, I I don't know. There's some like EDM artists, I guess, that do really cool stuff. I'm not a techno guy. No. But like... I get the DJs are still doing something. I can even understand paying a cover for that. Sure, at least it's a person doing the music. This is just music happening. Yeah, it's... I don't get it. it. Why did he pay three bucks to get in? No. But okay. But he stands next to the dance floor and kind of bobs awkwardly there for a long time. And eventually these girls who he's had his eye on, like the one, like motion for him to come join in and everything. Oh, here's my ticket in. I'm going to get some of that sweet poontang. <laughs> they go outside and he's talking to the two girls, Jennifer and Lilac. Jennifer goes, oh, he's such a nerd. But she's actually nice about it, it seems. Yeah, because the other one starts kind of making fun of him, too. It's like, oh, he's not so bad. No, not at all. And they're like, let's go get some weed. They have the idea. Let's go party somewhere. And he goes, isn't marijuana illegal? It's just so, like... Man, you're trying to hang out with the cool people. You're already drinking fuzzy navels. Take a couple hints of some weed. It <laughs> might chill you out a little bit. Maybe you'll lose that voice. But they go to Lily's because he can get anything. And they round off the list of what starts with weed and moves to Coke. 
then moves to pills, then moves to acid, then moves to heroin, and then even, like, even a gun if you have the cash. Like, he, the guy just walked into a bar for the first time in his life, and, like, now he's here? Oh, that sounds great. I need to spike up real quick. <laughs> but he's not home, and they decide they're going to go check the factory. What's the factory? Exactly <laughs> that. Well, yeah, it's just two guys that sit in a giant room at a table and sell drugs and play cards. That's all they do. You would think a drug dealer's life might be a little bit more exciting. Maybe go to the club. It ain't much, but it's honest work, Brett. <laughs> but as soon as you get to the factory, there's bad metal music playing and everything. They get in, and it seems like it's going to go well and everything. But plot twist. Bum, bum, bum. Lily is one of the biker bullies. Oh my god, remember the bus... The bus stop punks from the beginning of the movie with the leather jackets? They're back! We we got a reoccurring character that didn't just show up for 30 seconds with the nerd and then disappeared. But they recognize him right away. They're like, oh, it's the ladies, man! And they're making fun of him and everything. But they're out of weed, but they're going to go out for a beer run to get some beer so everyone can just hang out here and party. B-W-E-W-R-U-N, beer run! And they pressure Harold into joining them. But he barely joins them because they get outside and they just start beating him up instantly. Just, like, gut punches, punching him in the face. Just, like, hockey fight style. They make him say that he's a sissy boy. I'm a sissy, sissy boy. Then they put a PBR case on top of his head and push him over. Oh, a PBR mask. I've done PBR mask before. A 12-pack fits perfectly over your head. He's crying and walking around the city sad and then we have another one of those random like scenes where it's just him in the white room to let you know how his mood's going right and it gets negative like the filter oh, and everything it's getting real mad and everything they start playing with the effects on the camcorder dude how annoying is the music for this movie though oh it's just like well like it's just like droning and almost sometimes hurts yes and he goes this nerd's out for revenge and then just cuts to him crying again yeah, yeah the, the, his re, his revenge starts with, of course, a nice crying spell. Get it all out. And then he's mixing some chemicals and has an evil laugh now. He has a chain, a meat cleaver. He's getting ready. Uh, mind you, I know this episode is short, but we are over an hour into the movie at this oh, point. Yeah, because Greg at one point looks at me and goes, is this even a movie we can cover? I'm like, oh no, trust me, he becomes the killer nerd at some point. Is, oh, it, oh, is it soon? Over an hour into the movie, and he just kind of throws his hands up in the air like, Jesus Christ. This is what I get for letting Brett from, from Dimension Z have his way. Yeah, I, I've learned my lesson on niceness. <laughs> but Sally and work bully Jeff are in bed and getting into tickle fights, and she just tells him he needs to go easier on Harold, and... This scene goes on so long, Brett. Why does this scene go on so well, long? They do the thing of like, oh, they're about to have sexy time, and they throw the blanket completely over them, and you just see movement movement from under the blanket and giggles. You know when you're a kid, you pull the blanket over your head, you put both your arms and legs up and just like kick and Yeah. Them. That's what they're doing. They're making a tent. Yeah. But they hear, meow, just like that outside. Did you hear that? Meow! It's just a cat. No, that sounds too good. You can't let it sound Ooh, that realistic. Meow! 
Meow. Yes. And so she makes him go check what it is. Meow. Yeah. (laughs) This dude gets up out of bed with his pants already on. Yeah. Am I to believe that he had his pants on this entire time down there? He just takes his thing through his fly. It's one of those movies. He fucks with the clothes on. He's a never nude. Yes, exactly. That makes sense now. But he goes out to find this guy. He's like, this cat better be in extreme pain. But this also kind of a tiny bit reminds me of The Evil Dead. Well, Cheryl goes running into the woods way too far. Of This guy's looking for this cat and like wanders away, like down an alleyway. How long are you going to walk and search for this cat that's meowing? I don't think this is as bad as Evil Dead with that, though. No, Because this is a familiar environment. It's not a cabin in the middle of nowhere that you're unfamiliar with. I agree. It just gave me those vibes a little bit. Of like he wanders away to find this cat. But he finds Harold on all fours meowing. (laughs) Well, Greg at this point goes, I wish we could see Harold meowing right now. Because I didn't think we'd see him. And I go, oh, you just gotta wait a second, man. And he's on all fours just meowing at him. And then just going, nerd, 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 nerd. She'll do it a thousand times, but it's great. It's the one of the best parts of the movie when he starts chanting nerd. And then just stabs him. He is dead. Then, the horror part started in this movie, Greg! It's like an hour 20 in. Yeah! <laughs> he walks into the house. She thinks it's Jeff coming back. And she goes, I don't... Because he made some joke about find the eel or something. Like, I don't know if I'm going to play find the eel or something like that. And he goes, well, how about some head? And throws... I can't even call Jeff's head. The... Funniest looking mannequin head I've ever seen under the pizza box. And it splats on the pizza, and it bounces up and down, and it looks worse than the mannequin head in Dawn of the Dead when they both, like, burst open the door, and, like, the head they shoot the head, and yeah. it explodes. Or Bill Mosley's head. In the in Night the of the Living Dead remake. Worse. Yes. It's so bad. It's like, they went to Spirit Halloween in 1991 and bought a head. Dude, I don't remember what the poem is exactly. It's all like, roses are red, violets are flaccid. How would you like, like a, a face, face full, full of acid? <laughs> yes, he takes a vial of acid and throws on her face. And the end effect is good. But the middle effect, I swear uh-huh. to God, they just smeared ketchup on her face. Oh, they 100% did. They were like, let's just go to the fridge. What's the reddest thing we have? Ketchup, of course. And then it's just him laughing. <laughs> Then next, he goes to another house. It's his mother's house. He opens the door and goes, Hello, mother! And just punches her in the face! Why, why is he <laughs> going after mother? It's mother not usually, like, your friend in these stories? I'm thinking of, like, Psycho. Dude, everyone everyone else I understood he'd be going after. Made sense. Well, remember last Throbtober, Greg? Yeah. Our move, like, what this movie is for last... Throbtober was deranged. Yeah, I remember deranged. Ezra Cobb. Ezra Cobb loved his mother. Yeah. What is the killer nerd's problem with mom? I have no idea. Don't get it. Usually that is the loner's best friend. Dude, I mean, they give a half-ass, like, reasoning here in a second. But the mom wakes up tied to a chair in the kitchen with a big shiner. Like, nice shiner, mother. (laughs) Yeah, he just punched his own mother in the face. And he is dressed as a baby. Uh, diaper, <laughs> bib, binky. 
Did he have a bonnet? No, he didn't have a bonnet. No, but he's doing like the binky makes like a squeak sound. So he's sucking on it. It's like squeak, 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 squeak. It's ridiculous. Oh my god. I think Where, I turned to you and I said, why do I find this more disturbing than like human centipedes? Yes. Where this is Killer Nerd. Killer Nerd, Harold, is a kind of overweight man. Yeah. You see some like folds and stuff going on, some wrinkles you don't want to see, some under boob fat. <laughs> She's like, what are you doing? And he goes, shut up, you whore. No more fibs. And the, the fibs, these lies you've been telling, like, oh, is there going to be some dark like history you found out about himself or something? No. The lies that we're talking about here are y- you can do anything. Accentuate your positives. These are the fibs that you need to stop telling him. Maybe if you stop talking like this, you could get farther in the world. And then... <laughs> He takes a picture out that she found of the dead stepdad earlier. <laughs> just wrote "burn in hell" on one side, and then "nasty man" I just, with an arrow pointing. Nasty man makes me laugh way that, more than "burn in hell." Oh, dude, the nasty and the arrow with the we, arrow. Like, we weren't sure. There's only one man in the photograph. Hmm. Who's Who's he talking about? Who could then this nasty who? man? Be? What nasty man? <laughs> Is he talking about the nature boy, Ric Flair, maybe? Woo! Like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry, nasty man. Nasty man. It's, that, it's during this bizarre babysitting and everything. Take that, you jerk. This is like the peak ten minutes of the movie is yeah. right here. Yes. But um, he's like, time to feed you, mother. And takes drain cleaner out, pours some into a spoon. She's obviously not going to eat it. He goes, well, then I guess you need the bottle. If you won't take the spoon, I guess you'll just need to take the bottle. Ha 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 feeds his mom drain cleaner. Yeah, which I will kill you if untreated. But it's not like in movies where they stab you in the stomach and you immediately fall over and you're dead. It's going to take a minute. I feel like it wouldn't take that long. It's going to take a minute, though. Yeah, You're not instant, but... immediately slumping over. No. You... <laughs> but he goes back to the factory. Uh, all four of the people who were there earlier, Lilac, Jennifer, the two bullies are playing cards, and Lilac goes to pee, and he kills her and strangles her and everything. He goes, nerd, nerd, nerd. Ooh, the blood. <laughs> Then Jennifer goes to leave and gives us an I'll be right back. I'll be right back! Oh no! And she leaves and trips over dead lilac and killer nerd pops up, strangles her, and then boops her head against the ground. The softest boop ever. Like the amount of force that takes to click a mouse on your computer is the amount of force he boops her head off the ground with. It literally almost just makes the boop noise. Yes. And he does that, and then he cuts her and everything, like, with a knife and all this stuff. Oh, by the way, he also meat cleavered Mom's head after the drain out. Yes. But people just keep going missing, so let's just keep going looking after them one at a time here. <laughs> the bully friend leaves, and Harold bonks him on the head with a board, like, I won't kill you. Yet, I have something better planned. Nerd, 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 nerd. He pretends to be the cops and gets on the radio system of this factory. It was, come out with your hands up. 
This is the police. Well, he's like, come out with your hands up. This is the police. He starts like laughing to him. So yes. over the intercom. Uh, Lily gets up and goes searching with a gun. He's like, this better be a joke, man. He's searching around and he finds the blood and then he finds the bodies and Harold gets him too. Stark sudden change of scenery. Because next they wake up and what kind of doctor's office? I'd say an eye oh. doctor because we see the eye exam. But yeah. then we see the regular doctor's undescript medical room. It's just like someone's father let them use his medical practice after hours. Of like, sure, just don't move any of the equipment. Like, you have to keep it in the room. So, yeah, there's just an eye exam chart. There's, like, the little cot thing that you hop up on with the paper. Well, dude, times have been tough for you need a medical supplies since Louisville incident. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you're in there with dynamite strapped to their head. Okay, <laughs> so, this is, Harold, all of a sudden, becomes the best version of Jigsaw. Like, fuck Saul. Killer Nerd has this shit set up. Of He has, like, they're, they're in the trap, and there's the crazy camera, and the jigsaw puppet runs out. Go on. And he's like, do you want to play a game? But it's like, Mark, do you want to play a game? Yeah, but they have no chance of winning. And he's like, what are you, boy? Tell me. And he has to go, I'm a sissy boy, the one friend and everything, just like they made him do earlier. Which, it's like, okay, I'll, I'll say the words if that keeps me alive. Like, you're the one that sounds like that. <laughs> He's like, these walls look like they could use a new paint job. I know the perfect shade. The shade. <laughs> I can't even get through it. Blood red. <laughs> <laughs> Blood red with brains. He, says, he goes into the other room, and he has, like, an old school, like, push the lever down dynamite thing. This is like Roadrunner. Oh, because they like Yosemite Sam shows up all of a sudden. <laughs> but he does that, and the most comical head explosion effect I've seen in a while. Yeah, it's amazing. But he blows up and dies. He goes, You're next to Lily, and then just starts villain monologuing, dude. He's talking about he hates the word nerd. It's the worst word there's ever been. But then he does this, walks out, and starts chanting nerd again. Yeah. And laughs and blows him up too. Then just laughs hysterically to himself. And then the stripper from his dream at the beginning of the movie is shown dead and stabbed. Yeah. So he kills dream people too. Yeah. So everyone around him. And that was Killer Nerd. Amazing movie. It was something. It was fun. I'm so glad I made Greg the watch this. Also was... Extremely fun to do this live and see his reaction and oh, dude. like if I had to time. Watch this on my own, I don't think I would have got through it. This will be a rough by yourself watch. This kept this was Brett from the Mention Z kept looking over at Greg, smiling, being like, "Oh, does he like it?" <laughs> all right, I think I got all my thoughts out. To be honest, during yeah, this. <laughs> there's not a whole lot for Killer Nerd. It's a shot on VHS 90s movie that doesn't have a whole lot going for it. For most of the movie, it's the nerd just being a nerd. Then he has a makeover. And then, like, the very end, he starts killing people. Yeah. All right, so you ready for some Count of the Dead, then? Let's get into the Count of the Dead. Ah, ah, ah. All right, that's Robin Thorne, Count of the Dead. We're tally up all the deaths in the movie. Where do you think we got with Killer Nerd? Um, I'm going to say four. Four is a good guess. 
However, there was four in our last group altogether. Okay. We got seven. Oh, look at the killer nerd having a hell of a body count. I think we had those four, we had the couple, and we had the mother. Yeah, true. Well, it's Greg Scout of the Dead. Ah, ah, ah. Now we're getting into my ratings from Dimension Z. So basically, I'll take something from the movie, and I'll rate the movie 1 through 10, 1 being the worst and 10 being the best, and I come up with that thing right now. I'm going to do, because this there's so much not in this movie, this is such a not movie. Of there's like it's lacking so much. Okay, I was like, you gotta explain to me here. I don't understand this word. Or like I a lot I of times, it. like there's subplots yeah. and there's underlying stories and oh, things. Nothing that like happened. No. So I'm going to do voices in the killer nerd movie that okay. I got to do. Okay. So a number one voice is just a person talking, where it's just normal and it's not fun to do. A number 10 is getting to do the killer nerd voice because it's the best part of this movie. Yes. And the reason I wanted to review this movie is so I could do this the whole review. Killer nerd is not a good movie. I'm glad you admitted that. We bought this on Blu-ray. Me and you. We for have, this purpose. For this purpose. We have the sequel. Dude, not for a long time. Not till next Throbtober. Probably even skip that. Maybe the Throbtober after that. Okay, we'll talk then. Yeah. Throbtober only gets one of these kinds of movies a year. Typically, yes. Usually, yes. Um, because this is the only time of year we could do this. Could you imagine? Oh, we can't waste a regular. It's a normal Friday in like April. Yeah. Of just like, hey, we're doing Killer Nerd this week. We couldn't do that. No, this place just plummet. Yeah. I'm excited for the three people who listen to this one. Killer Nerd gets like a three. Okay, you know what? I'm actually very lazy. I want three as well. Yeah, it's there's parts that are fun. I enjoy this for being such a bad movie, but this is not a The Room. This is not Plan 9. This is not Troll 2. Yeah. This is Killer Nerd. There's levels of bad movie. This is a few levels below those, like, Holy grails of bad movies. I think you could have got it there, to be honest, though. You shave off some of the extended yeah. scenes, like, in the you, time. You get that to a nice, like, 90 75, minutes. 88 minutes. I was going to say, there. an hour. Yeah. Nice hour movie. Man, it'd be, it would be up there with those then. Punch it off a little bit. You could still have this character in there. I feel like he could have been good. Oh, yeah. Or no, or bad enough. Yeah. Bad enough. Like a Tommy Wiseau. Yeah. Uh, but it was just not he didn't meet the right filmmaker no greg what i said three. Oh, i said, I said also a three. Oh, okay well so we agree on three yeah we won't oh look at three. that oh i'm actually surprised you rated it so high <laughs> i mean it's a shit movie i'm not yeah, lying but it, it, was. it made me it was shit in the good ways for enough of it yeah you know what i mean the nerd, 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 Dude, the nerd. meowing, the terrible like head explosion effects. There's oh, the a lot dynamite of on the side. Yeah. The reveal that they both have two sticks of dynamite. Like, standing man, there. you got some stuff on your head. So do you, man. <laughs> standing there in the diaper and everything. Yeah. yeah. Uh, unless you have anything on else on killer nerd no i don't think i could talk about killer nerd anymore we hope that you enjoyed our gimme for this throbtober 
and we hope that Keller Nerd has left your brain throbbing with horror. Nerd, 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 nerd. This brings to close another episode of Throbbing with Horror. But fret not, friends. Another episode will be coming next week. Same time, same place. Be sure to check us out on all the social medias. Just look for the Throbbing with Horror Pumpkin wherever you find your quality social media.